guys. Welcome to Teachers Off Duty. I am Lauren Woolley, Mrs. Woolley in fifth. I'm Tal Williams, or Mr. Williams Pre-K. And let me start off this episode by saying we just locked Greg out of the studio. We did. It's okay. Yep. Um, for tw- 25 minutes. Listen, okay, he he said he had to make a phone call, so we went outside. I did. And then we were like, oh, yeah, just like knock on the door when you want to I come did not realize in. the door locked behind me. I, th- I wanted to get some fresh air for literally five minutes, and then I realized I had no one's number. None. So I'm Instagram messaging y'all. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to, like, can you call someone on Instagram? And it was like, yes, but, like, you both have to initiate that it's okay. And oh, I was like, no. And I'm, like, selling smoke signals. I did a whole art project <laughs> outside. There's it's an fine. installation now. It's there beautiful. There is. It's amazing. And, and it was the whole beautiful. time we're sitting there in the room, we're just like, they were like, where's Greg? I'm like, oh, he was on a phone He's call. He's on the phone. And we were like, we don't want to interrupt him. So I'm we're just, just like, like, talking. Don't be a diva of just being like, guys, whatever. I'm just like, going to take a half hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. So sorry we locked you out. Yeah. It's okay. And if you don't know where we record, <laughs> we record in um, Orlando, and it was about two o'clock, so it was a uh, hot, little spicy, out there. toasty. I mean, I yeah. am used to it in New Orleans, but it was definitely like, okay, how long am I going to be out here though? Yeah. Because eventually, I'm just going across it's to the like donut I'm never shop. Never freaking coming back. <laughs> I knew it. Horrible. Oh my god. Okay. Speaking of needing help, yes. We need what it. needs help right now the most <laughs> in our lives is education, yeah. and we know we've talked about this on previous episodes on why teachers have been leaving the classroom, but we want to kind of take a spin on it and talk a little bit more about like ways that we can help and things that need changed because there are a lot and education is quite literally, as you said, on On fire. fire. (laughs) It's yeah, we, we have a lot going on. And so we wanted to just take this episode to kind of chat about that and like share some of your experiences that we've gotten from um, different posts that we've put out. So, yeah, who wants to kick off that one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think it's as you're as you're talking about, I think I, something that's interesting, though, is like uh, we're obviously not going to solve uh, America's struggling education system today. But there's also the, the privilege of us having a platform. Right. And to be able to sit there and uh, as teachers to be able to advocate um, for those who might not be able to speak out as much as, as we can, but also hopefully maybe someone along the way hears this as we're sharing experiences. Because some of we know what we're in classrooms, we know it's and still some of the stories that we were hearing today that people submitted, it was like, what? What? Which is right. not surprising, but I think it's like it's surprising that it's not being addressed. It doesn't surprise me that's happening. Right. And it's so sad. Yeah. Like it's it's very sad. Even just like our producer, James, was reading them off a few of the um, posts that he got off of board teachers and they were just like, all of them were so traumatic yeah, and like, so gut wrenching. I can't like, we've talked about our own trauma stories, you know, in the past and I'm not going to rehash all that, but like to hear that there are so many people going through the same exact things and that the public and that our government doesn't see that. Right. And is not willing to or make the do. changes yeah. or they do and are not willing to make the changes necessary to save education in this country is really disheartening. Oh, yeah. It's, and it's really safe. Like you said, like cause it's we're not girls not thriving right now. Sister no. sister education is not thriving in this environment. Sister education is trying to pull herself out of the gutter. She like, is. Not, she's on, crawling. not on any level, too, because I, no. you know, like I was just in higher ed like a couple years ago and it's getting it's getting bad. Yes across the board mm-hmm. you and know you had asked us when we were pre-talking like, yeah. like we could have been we could have recorded the whole podcast and we were just talking you were talking oh about, i did but for yes. my personal <laughs> personal one sorry <laughs> you talked about 
um, the effects of COVID with it. And I thought that was interesting about how COVID might have ha- has played a part of it. Um, I did. Oh, yes, I did. Um, <laughs> Do you not remember this? I, I, I recorded it too. I'm sorry. I'm still, I have trauma from being locked out. Um, <laughs> Heat stroke. It's fine. Yeah. I, I, I think COVID did, did a lot of things in a positive, but I also think everything is how you look at it. Right. I, what I've seen in the classroom, the interesting thing is just the way is the behavior that some children have that I, that yeah. I know isn't innately them. Yes. And it's, the problem is it's difficult to curb. Um, and especially in something that I teach, like I teach theater and so much of it is body control. And yeah. even with kids that are, ha- that have IEPs and that are, have, that have, you know, that I know have trouble controlling their body. Yeah. It's still something I still push yeah. them to try to do. Cause I'm like, look, I know you, you're capable of it. And this isn't me asking you to do it. Cause I want you to sit still. I actually want you to use it in the next lesson or whatnot. Right. But what I'm seeing is, is like, there's some just, blatant like disrespect yeah of just like hey when mr greg tells you to be quiet let's let's all be quiet and then there's kids that need six seven eight nine times of yeah. me telling them or i'll watch a kid finish a conversation that i literally was like y'all i just called you to attention that doesn't mean oh let me finish what i right. was doing right and what right. i'm what I, and the thing is is they're kids they're seven eight nine yeah that means that to me what it tells me is that that is being allowed somewhere else yeah, and being, mm-hmm. and I'm, and, and I'm sure I know the pandemic was hard on parents, obviously. And you don't yeah. want to, there's no one blame. It's no, not teachers, no. it's not parents, mm-hmm. but what I think the separation, the, the virtual separation, the parents not being yeah. able to come into the classroom and whatnot, it, it's unfortunately just put everything into email and electronic communication. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm, I'm, Everything I'm, feels I'm so losing cold. It. It's so cold. Everyone wants to tell you how to do your job yes. or they want to have all these fights virtually now. And I'm like, can you just get on the phone and we can talk this right. out if you want to like, I'm not going to have 18 responses to this. Right. And I feel like it's just between, I think behavior being allowed at home, parents not knowing how to deal with the kid being right. there that much. And that's just that two year time frame yeah. of just like, Neh. now it's like, this was the first I hate to say regular or yeah. normal because I feel like that's gone. There is yeah. no normal. This is the normal now. This is that first year back. And I'm just, it's just been a, I've been in school over a month now. And it's been, because we started the 1st of August. But like, I've never seen this long of an adjustment period. Mm-hmm. Like normally it's like you give a kid yeah. a couple weeks. All of us, between the kids, the teachers. When I see the pre-K teachers whom at my school are always just the the most fun women when i see their faces were sullen for the last three weeks i'm like what is happening y'all and it's just there's something in the air right now specifically between kids not i don't think ready to be back teachers not ready to be back because Mm -mm. there's i think we're seeing that burnout burnout and also like i can see in some of these teachers minds i'm like you are planning an exit strategy i can feel it i see it because it's like i don't blame you why do you want to put up with it and there are more issues this year that a lot of our teachers have had than i think have ever had and it's it's i don't personally have any that was the loudest i i've ever said ps i I don't have any real concrete solutions as much as just like I just want to talk about it. Like I want to make yeah. sure people are because I know other schools are going through the same thing. I want to validate. I I, I, yeah. I think that, and I don't know that maybe even administrators and and 
and not all of them, obviously, mm-hmm. like understand the power of just validating their teachers instead of gaslighting them, being like, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. It's like, but it's not okay right now. And right. that's okay that it's not okay. Yeah. But we don't have to sugarcoat that because then what it's doing is it's making you feel like crazy. Absolutely. Then you're like, I, and Why I'm, am I, I was not just doing thinking good? as you were saying that whole thing, I was just like, yes, this has been me. This I literally am three weeks into my school year. And I feel the exact same way. I don't know what this class, their their issue is, but they cannot stop talking when I start talking. It doesn't matter like how many positive reinforcements mm-hmm. I give. It doesn't matter how many incentives I have. That does not matter. I've right. built relationships already so far this year. And like, it still takes me about two, three minutes in between every single like little pause I have to take mm-hmm. to do something to get them back on track because they're constantly just like, they don't care what I'm doing or what right. I'm saying. They're in their own little universe to having their conversation and that's more important than what I'm doing. Right. right. I literally had a come to Jesus talk with my kids like Tuesday morning because Monday was great. Or no, it was Tuesday because we had Labor Day off. Tuesday was great. Wednesday was like hell on wheels. And then I came back in Thursday and we sat down on the carpet. I was like, all right, kids. We need to have a chat. I'm yeah. like, this cannot happen again because this. I'm like, t- yesterday was awful. Yeah, and and I told them like, I'm like, you guys come to school to learn, but you also come to school because you need to learn how to human. Yes, and you do not know how to human now. Right. So right. we need to help you get get that on track. And I mean, even though like last year was a pretty normal year for our school, we didn't have really any virtual anything. Yeah. We didn't like it was pretty normal aside from like you know. This, people having to be Omicron out from being stuff. sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but really, we're not going to start seeing kids that are socialized and like have, you know, those school behaviors under control-ish yeah. for years because nobody has had a, a normal year, a normal school experience and since then. What stresses me and worries me is this idea then of so many states just Joe Schmo off the street can teach now. Oh my um, gosh, or, that's or, so stressful. Yeah, or let's let's make it so it's just a quick like one month certificate that you can get to do it. And it's like, that's fine if you have someone who's great at math or who is literate and can read and you think that that's, that's all that's needed. There's so much social and emotional stuff that happened. I don't think it, in all grades, I'm talking pre-K mm-hmm. through, I'm talking, well, I'm talking infant classrooms to, you know, college yeah. level is there's a, there's a so much social emotional skills that go into that that I don't think people recognize. And one, we couldn't provide a lot of that over a screen virtually when people were virtual. But even in the classroom, um, you, I went back f- six weeks after, you know, everything shut down. We went right back to school. You know, we were year yeah. round. And it, it, even then, because the, the the parents at home were under a different kind of stress or home in general. And that kind of threw off, you know, the equilibrium of the child in their, in their world. And I worry that... I feel like as teachers who were living it at the time figured some ways to kind of negotiate these emotions because of what we also learned in school, mm-hmm. our schooling. And so I think of someone just coming off the street being like, I can teach math, but if your child is freaking out and crying over this, I don't know. So like, my problem with that also just like, you know, grabbing somebody to just fill a spot and like, right. you know, be a body in a room yeah, is and you said it. We don't have a teacher shortage in teacher this country. Shortage. There are thousands and thousands of teachers who would probably love to go back mm-hmm. to their job if they had the support, if they had the income, if they had yeah. the supplies to do their job appropriately. But 
the problem is when we grab these people off the street and just say like, hey, you have, you know, a high school diploma and a certificate. Come teach this third grade class. Well, now you're diminishing the skill set that every other thousands of teachers in the country went spent to years for. went into went, debt yeah, for spent years in college for and have probably tens of thousands of dollars in student loan debt for. And now you're just you're just like totally mm-hmm. downplaying the amount of work and the amount of skill it takes to be a teacher. It's not as easy as just no. walking in front of the classroom no. and, you know, showing someone how to do something. No, it's not at all like that. And that's like, I think, a big misconception when people are like, oh, I could be a teacher. Anyone could be a teacher. Well, that's the I think the also the the, the profession has been so devalued yes. Yes. because I've never seen a, a profession, especially being in this school setting, because like I said, I used to work with college students mm. mostly. And but I would I've taught this age group for about 20 years just on my own and privately and mm-hmm. in, and but now being in a school system with them. Just the way parents – and understandably, it's your kid. You right. want the best. You want to be involved. Yep. But the way they will they will talk to you of like, you're not doing this right. And it and you're like, I'm – and, and your babe? experience is what? Mm-hmm. And, and where's your degree right. in what? Yeah. Just because you know how your kid needs to learn doesn't mean that I'm not doing my – like right. – and that's what I think – can be an easy start is the way is parents realizing that we are on the same team. We just play yep. different positions. Yes. And so it's like coming to the table with this understanding of like, look, we both have your kids interest at heart. I'm right. I, but until you invite me into your home to critique how you parent, I'm going to need you to stay out of my classroom right. and right. give me, giving me this unsolicited right. and really unfounded advice, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And even other teachers talking about other teachers' teaching style, like that's driving me crazy yeah. now is like other teachers knocking down teachers. I had a student be like, my my um, aunt's the first grade teacher and um, she says that this is way too difficult. And I was like, first of all, shame on your aunt for involving you in a conversation yeah. right. between adults. Right. But second of all, please tell your aunt that I'm sorry she underestimates kids so much because yes. I've seen what you can do and you're very capable. Right. But yeah. also, I'm not going to go into your aunt's classroom and be like, I have notes. <laughs> I, it's not baby, my job. <laughs> I will. I'll go. But no, but that's. I mean, I will. Right. But like, you know. But that's the thing that's too. Not my is job. We talk about like I like uh, the the age appropriateness of something, and it's. Yeah. I think sometimes it devalues what. The, the empathy that teachers are seeing children give when they're, oh, this is, we can't teach about Christopher Columbus actually was, kids can't understand that. They do. The kids get, kids understand. If kids empathy. can watch Squid Games, <laughs> they can know about Christopher Columbus. Yeah, but, but it's <laughs> like, 100%. some of the stuff that these kids are exposed to is way worse than any of the true history That's that happened. they should be talking about. And, and, and it's, it's difficult too, because I, and I've talked about, I, I'm pretty sure I talked about this you know, season one of, of teachers off duty about uh, we're partnering with parents. We're not, I'm not sitting here trying to, 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 to indoctrinate your child. I'm, right. I'm, I'm here trying to partner with you. And if you had a relationship with me where you come in and discuss, I remember so many, so much things about like holidays in schools. You can't teach holidays. I said, Oh, I've always taught religious holidays in schools and I've never had an issue. Cause I invite, I will send something out to the parents. I say, let's work together on a book. That's mm-hmm. not preachy. That just gives the blanket information of, of what you do. And we celebrate everyone in the classroom. And I've never had an issue with that because mm-hmm. it's an in- invitation to the parent to partner with me. I get to make that decision of what book we're going to do or whatever, but I'm partnering with you in that process. Right. And I think that's what's missed because then parents are coming in, you know, full-fledged ahead like a bulldozer and being like, you know, 
10 years ago, teachers were not quitting because they weren't getting paid enough. They were not getting paid enough. Teachers only asked was, can we have school supplies? Yeah. And the pendulum, bam. And now it's like, hey, can we just like teach accurate books or books that, you know, teach, you know, empathy to kids? And it's like, no, uh, teachers are leaving now because now we're not, now we're being told what we can teach, mm-hmm. how we teach it. Books are literally being banned in our classroom. So it's like, if I'm going to work for no money, at least let me enjoy what I'm doing. They're not having support from any administrator no. or anybody like right. at their school. And that's not to say that there aren't good administrators. Th- yes. A while back, we had Barry White on. He's amazing. amazing. There are amazing administrators out there. But, you know, the ones that are really struggling are the ones that don't have amazing admin. Right. And they are tired of getting, you know, I'm just going to say it. They're tired of getting beat up by their students. Yeah. And I'm not going to blame the kids because it's not the kid's fault. It's the fault of the adults in that kid's life that do not have um, or do not put the supports in place to help that child. And that includes like school staff that are not doing anything or the parents or whoever that child lives with. And um, teachers are fed up, honestly. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I'm going to be blatantly honest. I'm lucky with the position I have right now that I'm in a very supportive school district that I love. And I'm also lucky that I am able to kind of see teaching as a hobby now because, you know, really like making content has kind of taken over my life and has made like kind of a second full-time job. Yeah. And I, I'm lucky enough to make an income off of that. But I'm going to be honest, if it just came down to my teaching salary, I probably could not afford my life. You couldn't afford to leave. And I think that's the thing, too. And that's the problem is like teachers, like God bless those that, you know, are are able to leave the classroom and do something else and find something else to do. But some people are not that lucky and they have to stay. And that's like the only income they have. And they got to make it work. And, you know, it's not the only career out there that's underpaid, but we're speaking from our own experiences here. I mean, we don't I don't have the the experiences of some other career that is underpaid. So I'm going to speak to teaching, which is grossly underpaid, overqualified for a job in my life uh, in the sense of like, I mean, I have my terminal degree in my fields. I've had like 20 years of professional experience with it. Mm -hmm. I chose to come to elementary school because I love seeing potential reached yeah but i left this age group because of adults i left this age group because of parents because of 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 administrators Mm -hmm. now i'm the same boat i have an amazing admin admin staff i have an amazing school community there are few you know i don't want to call them bad eggs but there's few ruffles in the feathers that just make it very difficult to do your job but i feel like there just is this if people just we're never going to agree on no. how to teach, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Right. I think the kids should be learning this. But, like, I almost feel like everyone needs to, like, define their positions, like, on the field of, yep. like, okay, look, yes, Mr. Greg taught rent today and it <laughs> deals with this, you know, yep. or I showed them this. and it. But, but you know, and I do show videos uh, every class of, of mm-hmm. a show because I think theater needs to be seen as yeah. well as yeah. talked about. But, but I spent hours – like curating these yeah. and going like crap. Like I would love to show this, but, but does but that yeah. does that right. allow them to go down the rabbit hole? And so I always go to my my principal and whatnot. Right. But like 
parents like but instead you're doing of getting that. mad that that mr greg showed them this that may have had this you know it had this 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 in it you know what i mean this is the opportunity for you to step in now and be like okay what was the intention behind the right. lesson and okay Yes, that exists in the world. I don't love you knowing about it, but we'll we'll talk about that yeah. later. It's really that simple. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. As opposed to putting the bl- like changing the narrative to like, right. how dare they teach right. this? You're denying that this is a thing, right? Like this is an invitation. This is an opportunity for you talk. to go like, hey, honey, I'm not ready to have that conversation with you yet, but mm-hmm. um, I'm glad that that you know about it. We'll talk about that in a year, and then reach out to the teacher and be like, I'm a little uncomfortable, but. Let's just keep an eye on this as opposed to how the how dare you is what right. that like going right. from a zero to a 10. That's what drives me crazy. Right. Like right. more like than anything. Just talk to I'm me. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say there, I don't think any teacher has it in their mind to be teaching inappropriate things Never. to children ever. I don't think, I, like I don't Never. think any teacher ever no. has no. been like, you know what? I'm going to teach my kids about X, Y and Z today. And yeah. like, like, Why? Teachers, for example, in, in the, the younger age, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to use Ford as an example. Um, the Don't Say Gay Bill, mm-hmm. not actually called that, but um, talked about um, sexuality, gender, and stuff. Mm-hmm. What was so upsetting about this is that, one, it's, it's discrediting children who have same-sex parents or, or what have you. There are so many studies, and someone who is uh, doing clinical social work that that tell you that if we know our if we know the correct anatomical terms for our bodies, we're less likely to be sexually abused as children. Yeah, and so tell me why we took those books away from teachers, but then you're going to call queer people just existing as teachers pedophiles and groomers like but you gave a resource away that we could use to prevent kids from being abused, and that's that it's it's one of those things where it's it's like we look at the we're not, I'm not teaching them anything. These, these books are like, you know, my body books that you get at Barnes and Noble and stuff. They're board mm-hmm. books for children. And it's really frustrating to, to, to see these, these things that people like that children should know in a very age appropriate I think way. some topics are still seen as like taboo and it's hundred percent. Like even topics that are, you know, like you said, just, yeah. you know, being anatomically correct yeah. when referring to, yeah. you know, but invite the parents going, in that day, invite on. the parents right. in that day. We're going to have a day where we're going to talk about this. Parents, if you'd like to come, I think it'd be a really good idea for you, to, for, you uh, for us to share this conversation. Or do you want to copy the book and you read it to them at home first and then we'll read it in school or, or what? Yeah. Partnering with the parents. It's an uncomfortable conversation. And I'm not saying we need to have it in a, a very right. strange but just avoiding way. the topics doesn't make them go away. It makes me nervous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I, I am in a very lucky position because theater can open the door to right. so many, especially shows that are about things. But I have to be very careful. I, and this has been my feeling from, I think, the first day I ever was a teacher was I I always say I, I want to be um, – I want to be a, an educator, not an informer. Yeah. Meaning, I don't want to be the first resource you've ever heard of right. something. Right. So, because that makes me now the gatekeeper of that for Correct. you. Yeah. And that is a that's a heavy load. ton of responsibility yeah. that yeah. I did not sign up for. <laughs> right. Nor yeah. am I getting paid enough. Right. For. So, like you know, but there's a way of like even in a show as simple as Hairspray yeah. that deals with Race. racism right. and deals with yeah. uh, sizes. Yeah. But more importantly, like this was this. I want. I wanted to show you can't stop the beat. I spent an hour and a half finding a clip that didn't have Harvey Firestein in it because I couldn't show a man in a dress. And I'm like, because mm. how do I explain drag? 
to a five-year-old. You don't. I right? don't. Like, that's not. I don't. That's not my job. And exactly. that's when people think like I when they're like, oh, gay teachers have this agenda, and I'm like, I what? Don't. To do drag shows with the six-year-old? Granted, I would make it fierce, but B, no, <laughs> no, that's not, I don't want to do that. I don't want to teach no them about desire. anything other than right. what exists in the world. Right. But I also am super aware of like not what's appropriate. I don't like that word, but right. what. If you haven't heard about it yet, I don't want to be the reason. I don't want to be the one. Be, I'm not going to tell you. I want to be first. number one. I will back no. it up. You know. So I found a clip that didn't have that in it, so I didn't have to explain that. Right. You know. But I realized that okay. But if you deep dive, but then the best part is I have kids that are like, oh my god, I love that movie. I've seen it twelve times, and yeah. I'm like, so you know that John Travolta is. John in Travolta. a dress <laughs> in that okay great well you know someone else doesn't so i'm not right. then gonna force other that person to right. then know about it but i'm i feel like i'm opening i'm just opening the book yeah and it's like whether you want to read it or not it's there right. but right. i want to teach you that this is this is out there and the agenda isn't to again teach issues or things it's really uh, like i do try to teach empathy like there's yeah, a whole yeah. movement in theater of the, yeah. the empath project and getting kids to see talk about and i do it's doing very well especially yeah. in a in a in a in a school that has such a service mission yeah. yeah um we our motto at school is to be boys and girls for others so i really yeah. try to use theater to do that but it does take parents meeting yeah. you halfway and going like yes we're okay with a little bit of that or we're okay like again it's not like i'm right. like all right guys we're gonna watch hair and let's watch right. the, the the end of act one and the nude scene let's, right and then talk about yeah, the vietnam like, war and, it, and like why would I do that? And I think some of that is, and I have a hard time saying this, but there are teachers that are out there that are that are overzealous and they yeah. want to be that. And I and I will always advocate for a teacher, but like, mm-hmm. I, I you got to know your place. I my goal is not to sit there and teach ch- a child about sexual orientation and identity. Right. My job is if if Joanne has two moms to let you know that some kids have two moms and we'll leave it at that. And you're. When you say open the book, get, open the book and then give it to a parent and yeah. the parent can explain whatever you as a family unit think about that. Great. But I want them to know in this classroom, it's okay that that she has two moms. Some people have that. We're moving on now. I'm not going to get go into detail yeah. with you about that. I'm just I want that student to know that she's not othered and that it's great. She has two moms. And now we're going to move. I don't I don't want to teach that because quite frankly, I, I, I don't know enough about how ch- a child will process that at five. I just want that ch- that five year old who does have two moms to feel safe. Right. That's well, it. And when Don't Say Gay, I'm, I, I, I just because I, I feel like this is a great moment. So when Don't Say Gay mm-hmm. came out, um, like I felt a tremendous amount of pressure of like, how do I, what do I say? How do I yeah. do this? What do I do with my platform for this? Yeah. And I realized, okay, so like I being at a Catholic school, um, yeah. I sign a, a, a document that basically says that like, if I am against anything, if I come out or say anything against the church that I could be let go because yeah. obviously, and I know that, yeah. but I also knew the place I was going to, I know who they were and how accepting yeah. they were. And I was like, okay, do I want to, how do I best advocate not mm-hmm. only for my students, but whatever. And I was like, I think being an openly gay teacher in a setting that wouldn't normally accept that having kids that I know that I know are going to eventually be part of the community, seeing a positive role model day in, I did more good. I do more good being in the classroom, mm-hmm. yes. being a positive than, yeah. than getting on a soapbox and, and, yeah. and, and, and doing it. And it, yeah. I struggled with it. And I was like, yeah. if I get fired, then I'm doing nobody. Then, 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 I'm, then, that, I'm, that then I'm not helping help anybody. Yeah. And so it, I, it was just, you know, those are things that are like, okay. But again, it was like, I'm not going to go in there and try to teach anybody 
not, we're not teaching identity. It, we're, be, we're, we're validating identity. Exactly. And it goes to with teachers right. too. It's like teachers don't want to be appreciated. They want to be seen. So it's not a jeans day. Yeah. It's like, hey, girl. <laughs> God, like, please stop with the jeans right? day. No one cares jeans about day. a jeans day, hon. If Listen, that, I'm going to wear jeans any day I want. Right. Stop with the jeans day. It's not incentive. It's not. <laughs> but I think it also goes both ways. It's something that I do, uh, uh, and it's because I have such a great relationship with her, but check in with your admins yes. on the regular yeah. day, not when you just need. So yeah. if we humanize each other, so it's just yeah. walking in and going yeah. like, hey, girl, did you watch Survivor is Survivor still on? Do you watch? <laughs> did you watch whatever last night? And it's like, or like, oh my god, do you need a coffee? Let's get a coffee. It's not to bit, you know, bitch no. and and whatever, but it's like just those. Are you good? How's yeah. it going? And like, do that with Barry said that right. same thing. And do I, it, yeah, and with parents too. I have a great yeah. relationship yeah. with my admin. Like, I will sometimes, and I'm sorry if you don't want people to know this, but sometimes I'll just like text her and just be like, hey, look at this that I did. Yeah, I'm funny funny. yeah. and like, it, I love that. I love that. I feel like yeah. I feel safe enough to go to her. Right. And, you know, she obviously knows that I'm willing to help if something she needs something from me. Right. But like, I, I think that's great to have a good relationship with your admin and not just think that, you know, I can't talk to them unless I need Something's them or wrong. like unless, you know, it's something business related. Right. Like we're all people and, and all think, trying to do the same job. The optics of being someone in charge and only seeing somebody when they're either bitching or need something. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's like think of like that in a relationship. That's like stressful. if your partner was yeah. only like interested in you when they needed something yeah. from you and you're like that's a that it just doesn't make for a no. good relationship and well, I, and i don't do i don't think people realize that we do that with parents right mm-hmm. you're not calling i made it a point to call i'd have a list of the, the positive things that happened with the student that week and i would make sure to either write them call them or whatever and say oh my gosh something really funny happened today mm-hmm. your child stood up and saying um country roads in front of everyone like i literally had that happen i thought it was hilarious and i called the parent to tell them that because we only call parents and communicate with them especially during covid mm-hmm. over the negatives and i wonder how much of this both with parents and and, and you know parents calling the school for a positive thing or right. sending a positive email over their child you know being able to you know write the entire family's name or whatever what would have happened if we if we led with that and it wasn't just calling when there was a crisis that needs solved immediately yeah and i mean just going off of things that people need i know like at least in my local area um at least in ohio there are tons of schools that are going on strike teachers going on strike mm-hmm. because of their buildings yeah that they need um i don't know like i, I didn't understand beforehand and i thought maybe once i owned a home i would understand i know that like you know levies that get passed for schools are usually they like, come out of taxes yeah. from we hear your... levies in new York. sorry you know what i was like yeah, levies. i was like that's a whole nother thing no yeah no <laughs> we need um, levies. what are you talking about <laughs> they they're you know it's an additional right. tax on your, yep, your no, property no. and when i was younger and my, like anyone around me any adult that was like you know voting or whatever would be like oh i didn't vote the school levy because I, I don't need to pay any more taxes and i didn't understand back then because i was like i'm like but it's going to help the school. Like, why wouldn't you do? And I was like, well, maybe someday when I own a house, I'll feel differently. And I don't feel any differently. I will vote for every school levy all the time, every single time. I don't care because in, in general, better schools actually raise your property value for one thing. And then on top of that, why do you want to send your children or it's even sometimes people who their kids have maybe already been through school. So they don't care anymore. Like, you're you might have grandkids at some point or neighbors right. that you might care right. about that have kids and why are we sending 
kids and teachers to schools that have no air conditioning, holes in the ceiling, no heat, holes in the ceiling, mold. water coming through, mold. There was a teacher that James told us about that said she had to retire early because she had lung issues due to mold in her classroom. Everything what? Lauren said, by the way, was stuff that a teacher submitted to us. They were the, mm-hmm. the rats. There was rat feces over yes. summer. They didn't clean it up. They didn't clean it up. And then um, their all their supplies were eaten by rats. Yep. Um, they're like right now the Columbus City School teachers. I, I yeah. haven't checked recently. I don't know what the newest edition is going like what's going on with them, but they were, you know, what I'm speaking to, they were um on strike because all of their schools are in horrible conditions. Right. They are they are ridiculously bad. And there's no reason that people should have to be going into an environment right. like that. And especially since you're making literally $30,000 a year. $30,000, you can't wear jeans and also uh, burn these books. Like, it's yeah. like, what, the oh, girl, and, what's the incentive? And while those books are burning, you're going to burn to death in there because we don't have air conditioning. Yeah. Either. <laughs> Sorry. Like, do we not see like the things that are going on in education mm. and how this is literally just right. a dumpster fire rolling yeah. down a hill? Well, into a vat of acid. Like, I don't understand how we don't see that as a country. And it's the it's the U.S. Yeah. When you're saying this stuff, like, I don't think of, you know, the U.S. with mm-hmm. half-eaten school supplies because rats infested it. Like, that's embarrassing. Yeah. that That's, like, what we're living in. And, like, I don't think people realize I, what, what I hated about um, uh, seeing public teachers go on strike is the immediate thing. I always count how many hours it takes for someone to go. The kids just want to be at school and the teachers aren't letting them come back. It's like- Don't blame the teachers. The teachers <laughs> are sitting there saying, if the mold is bad for my lungs at 50, imagine right. what it is for a fifth grader or right. a third grader who's bringing that in. So it's like, no, no, they're not just doing it for them. They're doing it for the kids. And I will, I want to argue too that anytime that they, that they strike for better pay, mm-hmm. again, it's not just- for them, it's also for the kids because if you have better pay, you you're keeping the better teachers yeah. that are overqualified to be there. I know, you know people with PhDs teachers, are teaching. You know how many teachers probably spend the majority of their pay on their kids and on their classrooms. Like, I'm not saying you have to do that at all. Right. If you if you like want to take home all your income and spend it only on you and your family, a hundred percent, I'm all that. for yes. you. Like, but I, I also, get that. The hyper moralization though of. Yeah teachers in general though like yes. do it oh but the kids just want to be in school why don't you just do it for the kids i was like what do you think i do seven to four every day every day right. do that like oh but it's for the children i know i know my 40 hour plus you know 60 plus when i'm doing the show is for the children like right i'm there for the children you yeah. get the best of me all of that time right mm-hmm. but like don't make me out to be the bad guy because no, no I, I can't stay late till f- 4.30 or I don't want to do an extracurricular for another two hours. I just feel like- Or can I please have a little bit more money so I can right. you know, pay my rent? Right. Like, wh- there are so I'm, many I'm, teachers that have to have two, three jobs just so they can make ends meet. And again, I've already said it. I'll say it again. Teachers are not the only jobs that are underpaid, right. but it's it's a- Big problem. But it's one of the few jobs that not only they underpaid, but it, the expectations that they fund yeah. themselves too. You said, right. and I think this is so important. I, I really hope that it's. You had said um, you're getting the best of me at school, which means our families are not getting the best of us when we come mm-hmm. home. And I don't think people realize the divorce rate, the the problems that teachers are having with their kids when they get home because we're exhausted. Like yeah. I remember I came home and I was, um, I, I left temporary from teaching and I came back to sub as I finished my graduate degree. And it was because I came home and my admin was, I had, 
we had three directors. I one of them was amazing, always went up to bat. And the mm-hmm. other two just progressively got worse. There was a lot of micro racism, micro homophobia that they, you know, mm-hmm. spatted at me. And I remember coming home one day and I was just like scream crying, venting to my husband, and he was like, Are you okay? Like it was like so like off the cuff. And I yeah. was like, That's so not fair that I trauma dump on him when he gets home, but I'm you know, Miss Honey throughout the day. Like they, the school's getting the best of teachers, yeah. the best of their finances because the pe- a teacher is going to, you know, they, they know they can take advantage of the teacher and they'll yeah. find the fun somewhere. They're getting the best emotional support of them. And then that's why they're burnt out. That's why teachers are hightailing it out. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, if, if things don't change, like I, I don't know that I could see myself doing this for 30 years. Oh God. I'm only seven years in. Like, that seems like a long time to me because, I'm, right. you know, I'm just getting started with my career. But, like, that is a long time to be dealing with that misery yeah. of, you know, having to, you know, not, you know, not for myself personally, but, like, poor, like, these poor teachers that are running themselves ragged for everyone else's children and then not being able to take care of their own. Like, yeah. I mean, Jordan and I are like getting to that stage where we're starting to think about starting a family. And that is such a stressor to me. I almost am like, I don't know that I have the time to have a kid. <laughs> or one, or teach and then come to have a kids. family. So, like, oh, I can't right? even imagine what that is. No, no. But that's, that's Te- where Teaching validated my, my decision to not have kids. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, oh, right. But it's just, you know, there's so many different factors that need changed. And, you know, we've only scratched the surface oh, yeah. on some of the things that are wrong in education right now. And like, you know, if I could say one thing that you could do now to try and make some changes, start going to school board meetings. Yep. Start telling them the things that you're having issues with, if you haven't already. I know yes. a lot of people have been very open about the things that they're dealing with in the classroom and outside of the classroom. But please speak up for yourself yeah. and please advocate for yourself as a teacher and even as a parent. Advocate for your, your students' teachers. Yep. Because the more we work together on this, the better education is going to be and the more changes are, that are going to happen. Yeah. So I I mean, I really think we all just need to start voicing exactly what our concerns are in a, a ho- not a not non-hostile yeah. way. Well, like, and, and you uplift know. not only your needs, but, uh, y- you know, your community and your colleagues needs. Right. Because right. like there's power in numbers. And, and when you're validating like it, the best thing, if you're in a school system that has no support right now you've gone to school board everything mm-hmm. and this is something you can't leave you 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 love teaching or you physically can't um having a group of people that you can turn to for validation and support mm-hmm. um is how we put a band-aid on this until we can figure it out yeah i hate that i hate that we have to do, do. that it's it you know in, in all honesty it's it's one of the worst things is that you know we can't change much in education until the government decides to change right. a lot in education and Lauren's announcing she's running Ohio governor. No, no, don't put that out there. (laughs) But it's sad sad that right now the changes that government officials are making are negative changes and driving teachers out. We need to we need to step up and stand up for ourselves and we need to take back education. There's no right answer, and I just want everybody to get together to Mm -hmm. talk about it more. To and if you, but if you have to realize that you're not. There's no way to be right about this. You can right. have all the data in the mm-hmm. world. 
all this is proves this. This not proves this. Has the same need. Not right. every school has the same. Right. Need. Mm-hmm. Not every school has the same need. Not every and 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 not every teacher teaches the same. Like Correct. and I, I realize we're running over, but like I look at a school as a, as a cast of a mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. You have the weird art teacher. You have the <laughs> mean this teacher because it teaches. You have the fun this one. You right. have the quiet this one. Yeah. And it teaches kids how to deal with. Correct. learning various people personalities. various personalities yeah. yeah you know and and but i feel like parents are trying to all that's another reason is that like trying to take away not only the autonomy over our classroom but the autonomy of over our personalities yeah. like our personalities aren't coming out in the room anymore and you need that you, you need do. the weird whatever you teacher yeah. you need all of that because it's like <laughs> oh i uh, b- now that's how i realized my love of science fiction or right. i loved how right. fun that our teacher was it, 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 because so much of ourselves is why we teach right. you know um and what i'm like if we can all just realize that your way isn't the right way your way right. is the right way for you Correct. you know and right. if we all admins and teachers and and parents get in there and say what's our goal Right to do this, we're not going to agree on how we get there. But if we realize right. that our goal is the same, mm-hmm. then I feel like you have these conversations that may be weird or uncomfortable, but they're not so like right. lean into that. Yeah, defend yeah. like ending like oh you are so bad you need to be done because you did this and it's right. I, we just have to all get to that point to begin this sort of. Hold- just hold us to the same standards you hold politicians, and we'll be good. Right. <laughs> Give us the same autonomy at work. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> well, <sighs> I know this was kind of like a, a serious episode, but I hope you guys stuck it out the whole way through. And please, please take care of yourselves. We hope that you guys have an amazing school year and make sure that you lean on each other for help. Um, and we will see you in the next one. Thanks, guys. hard for what you have your money your assets your 401k and home isn't it all worth protecting nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft lifelock ultimate plus helps protect your finances with up to three million dollars in reimbursement lifelock alerts you to identity threats you might miss and if your identity is stolen your dedicated u.s-based restoration specialist will work to fix it let lifelock help protect what you've worked so hard for save 25 percent off your first year on lifelock ultimate plus at lifelock.com aware terms apply